Hello and welcome to The Aside, a podcast for drama teachers and students. I'm Nick Waxman and today we are going to be giving you one of 50 Mama interviews. These interviews have been conducted by Drama Victoria over the last two years to celebrate their 50th birthday. These 50 interviews are 50 conversations with 50 legends of the Victoria drama teaching game. So sit back, relax and enjoy a slightly longer than usual version of The Aside. Please note that the audio quality varies depending on where the interview was recorded. So I'm here with Alicia Gardner and Russell Davies, and this is Mama Legend interview number 13 in memory of Charles Slukey. This is our first in memory of our Mama interview. Um, thank you so much for coming. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, pleasure. We might start with how and, and when you met Charles mm. and... Uh, um, your experiences of working with Nan. Well, I'm going to start with a cheers to Charles. Yes. Cheers, Sluggo. Sluggo, yeah, he's still in our hearts. <laughs> what a wonderful person. So. Well, I might start, I suppose I'm the oldest to the, the couple here. <laughs> um, I met uh, Charles through drama and education in mainly conferences. I was also a curriculum consultant at the Drama Resource Centre, so there's a lot of contact with drama teachers around the state. And part of my role was going out to primary and secondary schools. So I got to know this uh, quite sort of lefty who was sort of uh, a bit very different to my approach. Um, but boy, once you got to know him, once you started working with him, he taught you so much about uh, how you could open up you know, the lives of students about themselves and about them as people more than anything else. Mm. So that was my first encounter. Oh. And what year was that? Oh, are you going to ask you? About, <laughs> about 1980, 81, around there. And he'd obviously just graduated? Yeah, not long. No, no, no. no I think it was just after that, or he graduated after that. From Ruston. Yeah, from yeah. Ruston. Um, so, yeah, I mean, all the Melbourne graduates were far better teachers, but um, <laughs> uh, we always had a lovely <laughs> conversation about Ruston and so on. But, yeah, he started law and didn't like that. It was too restrictive, I think, for... But what an intelligent man, just... Such a, a worldly man, but his knowledge of not just politics, but you know, people and, uh, and the history of, of life almost. He was, mm. you could just sit and listen and talk with him. Well, they didn't get much talking in, but no. um, with him for, for hours because he was just a, a, you know, a wonderful person. And you were obviously at Sandringham Secondary College working Well, with later on, yeah. yeah, after I'd been seconded to the Resource Centre, then I was lecturing at Melbourne State College, and then, um, because that was on secondment, um, Charles contacted me and said, oh, we've got a position, drama position at Hyde High School, 1984. I had to go somewhere, um, back into a school, and so I took the offer up and... Boy, was that the best thing that ever happened? Uh, <laughs> to me, as a person, an educator, yeah. and, and and to form the team. And as I said before, um, he was such. A, it was all about us and we. You know, he didn't want those accolades. After I went into administration, into you know the principal class, um, and uh, then things were sort of changing a little bit. The program was still going, but he was offered a position at Mount Scopus, quite a bit of money, a car. He didn't want to go. He loved Sandingham and loved those kids he worked with and as a Jewish man he knew a lot of those people yeah. the kids at the school and so forth but it wasn't really the environment he wanted to teach in and we talked to him about his future and said well you got to you know, look after yourself and your family and so on too it's long term but part of that program then he was able to develop and create the Beeson Centre 
which is just a wonderful theatre. So he had that, and and the students he worked with really loved drama and theatre. So they then got the opportunity away from the academic side and the strong academic push mm. of a school like Mount Scopus. And that's what's been derogatory. It's just the nature of the yeah, beast. And, yeah. and so for those kids who needed that outlet, that was stunning. So. Um, yeah, he um, he did he did do that, but again, it wasn't about him. It was all us going. Oh, and he did good things there too. Obviously, he did some wonderful programs. But having created that theatre space, yeah, mm-hmm. it was terrific. And Alicia, you had uh, the wonderful opportunity of working with him as a student. Yeah. Uh, from what years? So uh, I, f- I met Charles in 1992. So I'd, um, I was in a small country town. I grew up in a little country town of not many people in it. And in terms of becoming and wanting to be a performer, there were a great deal of opportunities down there. So mum and dad thought, OK, we'll make a move. And uh, we went to another school, which I won't name, but, um, <laughs> and at that school uh, I loved it. And somebody there mentioned Sandringham. And this was for Year 12, so I was going into Year 12 at this point. And uh, they'd mentioned Charles, and I went and met up with him, and he said... You have to come here. Mm-hmm. There is, there, and that's the thing with Charles. Like, there, you have no choice. No, he's so persuasive. He's so persuasive, mm-hmm. and so, I'm talking about him as if he's still because he is still here. Well, but he like, is, he's so persuasive and so mm-hmm. direct, mm-hmm. and um, welcoming in mm-hmm. every way to everybody. So there was no, like, there was no way that I could go to this other school, regardless of the fact that it offered so much for me. He was like, this is the best school for you, come with me. So I went to Sandy for year 12 in 93 and didn't know a soul, didn't know anybody in Melbourne and it was quite a big shift for me but he just went and um, as he does with everybody and somehow um, treated everybody always the same regardless of who they were, where they're from, what, what kind of background they have and... Um, that's been interesting for me actually since his past because um, the broad range of people that he that he had done that with, mm. everyone has we all have the same story. Mm. So like I'm telling the story of you know this country girl who didn't know anybody and was really scared and frightened. And then Charles just went, okay, I've got you, and off you go. Um, he did that with everyone, so mm. it's not a special story to me. <laughs> Um, but then when I was there, I had all the opportunities that everybody else at Sandy had through Charles and David and, and Russ just by travelling and exploring different ways of creating theatre. and Because um, let's talk about that for a moment. Yeah. Some of the most amazing experiences from the students and teachers that have worked with him mm. have talked about you know, the Adelaide Festival trip and the America slash London yeah, trip. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. can you talk from your perspective of... you know? having travelled because I, I think you really get to know a person really well ah. when, when you go on holidays with them these guys were like mates but and that Not sounds really it was really, a holiday it was a working it wasn't a holiday, holiday. Yeah. <laughs> mates with boundaries so there was, you were always okay to just be who you were mm. and um so we would go on trips, and I was thinking about this this morning, actually, Adelaide. I think it was a... I only went on one Adelaide trip, obviously, but I think it was a bit of a traditional thing mm-hmm. to have a um, improvised mm-hmm. group, mm-hmm. like an improvisation group public... Public presentation. Presentation. Yeah. <laughs> so we went down the mall, um, and I think this was a thing, yeah, that happened mm-hmm. a lot, um, and Charles would say, OK, this is the, the game that we're playing, the drama game that we're playing, and so you're in a public... A, like a very busy public 
public space and um, we had to this improvisation was basically a group of people group of us students walking through and one by one we sort of stopped and would have to uh, freeze in whatever position we wanted and it would go down the whole mall until the, everybody was all frozen and then the first person that froze would then continue and go through and I remember freezing and my, my freeze was like like this and so and it went for so long he left it for so long that all these people in the mall were just I remember hearing one guy say we better call her an ambulance <laughs> and then suddenly we're out of it and Charles at the end of it was like yes this is what performing's about it's about you know pushing people's boundaries and getting people to question what theatre is and so he was always Anyway, that was an experience. Yeah, in that but it was never offensive to people or anything like no. that. Whatever we were doing, it was actually just uh, exposing y- yourself to take on board new things. And yeah. <clears throat> it's I suppose when you look at it these days, it's a bit like those. Is it the flash dance things? Yeah, yeah. Flash mob. In a, yeah. 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 Honestly, when I reflect on that, that's how I saw that sort of thing. And uh, it was the sort of thing I wouldn't have ever thought of publicly. I'm fairly conservative yeah. in many ways, but um, it was just such an exciting realm for these students to to come forward and uh, be able to do. That, so. Push the boundaries. Yeah. It is, it's quite interesting. We have a whole unit at our school on performance mm. and alternative spaces, yeah. Yeah. and it's really about mm. exactly that, mm. bringing art mm. to the masses, mm. yeah. rather than thinking yeah. about theatre as yeah. being a special place where yeah. it only happens yeah, inside a, a closed mm. room. Yeah, mm. and also and and also exploring your own, like challenging yourself yeah, as absolutely. a performer. Mm. Yeah. You mm. know, that for me, mm. I mean, that was just like, oh, what yeah. are we doing? But okay, yeah. and now, yeah, yeah. yeah. just... Yeah you know taking the risk is what it's about absolutely and that became you know we'd do Adelaide and then we did the um, well Charles and these guys organised the other trips to take his musical that he wrote with Julian DeBand overseas so I think I was in the first Mm. trip yeah which was to the Mm. States Mm. so the first ever production of Friends yeah oh no hang on no there was a production of Friends that they didn't travel with Which but must have been in '92, I think, and then ah, we travelled it. We, mm, we took it overseas in '93. '93 was the first trip overseas. Ah, yeah. And then '95 yeah. we went again because it was biannual because it was such a big thing to organise. Yeah. So the next one was the History of Australia the Musical, which sort of flocked here. But taking it particularly to England was very interesting. Yeah. But in terms of friends, yeah. But but, but one of the things, a key word, I think, Alicia mentioned there was risk. And not ridiculous risk. It was that risk of, even with productions with amalgamation, we don't just want the sandy kids involved in performance, the junior campuses as well. Yep. So when we did something like Pirates of Penzance, which was just fantastic, why not have the junior kids involved? They became the apprentice pirates, the apprentice. Yep. <laughs> and so there was hundreds and hundreds of kids involved. That's what he was on about. The more you could get involved, yep. the more that. And see, Quite often it was the year seven kids looking up to, oh, I want to be like Alicia, you know, and you'd, that sort of thing in terms of what a lovely sort of promotion of, 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 of different ages and coming together. Inclusiveness. And inclusiveness mm. and things like that. And mm. look, that aspect of persuasiveness, it wasn't that you've got to do this and all. You just, you right. always had, there was a really good oral reason for doing it too. And when I retired from, you know, from my principal positions and uh, six months later he said what are you doing yourself I said I'm going to do CRT I'm just doing this and travelling and he said oh, would you, I want you to be in a play I want you to perform I said I haven't performed for, since I was at college basically <laughs> I was supposed to be a principal and performing every day you know? <laughs> but, um, but seriously and he said we're doing a Kafka piece and it's about the refugee situation at the moment so I did it I was fearful of it in a sense oh, learning lines again I thought halfway through I'm never going to learn all you know yeah, yeah. and it worked it was beautiful 
That was, you know. What year was that? Oh, it's two and a half years ago. <gasps> was it? Wow. Yeah, we performed in at the old workers. Um, Theatre. Theatre, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, and an eminent um, judge, Charlie, I can't know his last name, um, Charles, and um, an eminent surgeon, all these people who've got such incredible lives mm. and busy, but, and then there was some past students as well, mm. you know, what a, almost an eclectic group of people yeah. to come to get, and mm. that was Charles, you know. That was and Charles. Yeah, he just, and his greatest mm. achievement for, but not about himself again, it was about, how many students he was able to get involved mm -hmm. in expressing themselves and developing that whole self-confidence, self-esteem notion. Let, let's and name some names. The, the, the people that <coughs> have worked with Charles, you, I mean, you obviously, you're still in the industry. Yeah. And, and at, you know, you probably got a, a huge knowledge mm -hmm. of all the, mm -hmm. the past students oh, that have been yeah, through uh, um, mm -hmm. Rowan Thornton. Yeah. I was about to say um, Rowan. Yeah. And his incredible lighting yeah, yeah. career. Damien Yeah, Damien. He was one of our students, one of my year 12 students, but he was involved in our presentations. A guy, guy Stainer, who's um, an ABC reporter, yeah. a news reporter and so on. Um, and then, then oh, di different so people, people who... But it's, <laughs> but it's interesting because it's, it's not even the name so much. I remember a student oh, I taught us in, in our big productions and so on too, but he, he um, did English, maths, high-level maths, chemistry, physics and drama. Now one of the biggest achievements I think Charles would say too is that the fact that drama moved from a group two subject into equality with all the other subjects that you were, it was just as an important and um, challenging you know uh, learning process as you know physics or history or you know, economics or whatever so that was a really big key. Now this boy he wanted to do drama even though he wasn't going to get 10% of his fifth mark because he didn't have a mark because he was doing drama a group two subject and people go, no, you should be doing it. He said, I reckon I'll do better in my four, you know, markable subjects because I'm doing drama, which I have a passion for. Absolutely, he blitzed it. Got into science, did a computer degree, um, set up his own company, all this sort of stuff, made a lot of money, and then he said, I want to follow my passion now, which is opera singing. And he went and lived in Italy for two years. You know, and that that's was extraordinary. A, and that's, that really, I think sort of sums up a lot of the aspects of whether it be into a, a similar or different industry, yep. it didn't matter. It was about what you took away from being with Charles and what he was able to do with you. He was such a good counsellor, but not in, you know, uh, sit down and talk about your problems, you know. It was just, he perceived it's, so much. Yeah, and it's mm. almost impossible to put that into words because, mm. yeah, you know, mm. if you know Charles, you know what we're saying. Yeah, um, yeah it's really... Yeah, yeah. I think um, regardless of of what your involvement was, like Rowan with, you know, his lighting and how mm. successful he's become. It's grabbing somebody's interest mm. within, mm. And, you know, within the school, I guess, and then going, okay, how can we get you involved here? Mm. And, and, uh, and the commitment was, like with Rowan, I'll take three weeks of my holidays and do it. Yeah. yeah, and he was able to explore other things while he was over there and so on in, in England and so on in America. But that wasn't what he was on about. It wasn't, oh, I'll do this, I'll you know, make these contacts. It was about, mm. I want to do this because the opportunities I was given through you know, being at Sandy and yeah. Charles and so forth and having those opportunities. So yeah. It became lifelong connections. Oh, well, this is the thing. Yeah. The, the thing that is always in my mind with Charles is that we're all a community mm. we're his you know kind of mm. it's it's like mm. if I meet somebody which happens regularly in our industry mm. who is a student an ex-student mm. of Charles's 
it's like sudden, okay, yeah, we're on, let's go have a drink. We are just, and he would, you know, the last conversation I had with him, which was like, I think, like a few days before he left to go overseas, It was about, okay, so make sure when I'm away that you catch up with this person yeah, and yeah, yeah. all the constantly yeah, yeah, connecting everybody. Yeah, yeah. And not for any other reason other than. For the betterment of that yeah, person, both as a person yeah. and educated. It wasn't, oh, you know, I know uh, Taylor Swift and oh, I'll go and see <laughs> No, it was, no just, it was just about community, yeah, getting yeah, everybody together. And yeah. he had such pride of everybody, every yeah. single person that he knew, yeah. you know in that community so yeah. and he yeah. did demystified in in many ways the 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 idea of the you know the the performer on stage so mm. you would get backstage mm. passes and see ah. you know uh, broadway stars mm. yeah. after yeah, was, the show absolutely and, i mean alicia was a lead and a brilliant lead seriously but it was um you know whoever was the, was the stage manager in essence was just as important the yeah. lighting person the sound yeah. i mean if you don't have those things working you haven't got a show anyway. So he really genuinely, and for students to see that too, because you do look up to the, the stars. And I think that other aspect was that um, we, and he, and we tried to avoid those real egos developing you know, mm. too much. You want people to be confident, to be sure of themselves and to perform to the best of their ability, but you don't want to think, well, I'm hitting a bit. And, of course, when you come to a senior campus with U11 and 12 students who come from a huge variety of schools... Mm to do the program, to be involved in the arts program. There's going to be some that, that they think they're just wonderful. But one of the other programs, if I may, that was uh, initiated just before I started working with Charles at Hyatt uh, was the, um, it became the Berendale program, but it was Hyatt West uh, Special School. And uh, students with various disabilities go to the school. And we had a U11 program where U11 students once a week would visit the school with their teachers. If I had 15 year 11 students, mm-hmm. we went on a perceived day and worked with these students, you know, in group work, one-on-one, to develop their confidence, their self-esteem for kids who have disabilities and the creative side of it, music, performance, you know, at their own level and so on. And I remember one autistic boy hadn't said a word in his life. He spoke in one of these sessions. It was just actually, we did the drama, group two drama. Uh, he was on a, a stage coach in this sort of performance presentation we were doing. But I it was, was on teaching rounds in 98 and, yeah. and got to go to that yeah. school. All yeah. oh, right. Yeah, um, with Charles. And, yeah. and yeah, it was an extraordinary experience. Oh, because what it did was, um, you know, if I've gone there and think, oh, I'm a year 11, I'm a pretty good actor and I can sing and dance and so on. Once you got involved with those students, the focus was then them and away yeah. from... And they, they, our students, I think our students learned more and probably got more out of it in some ways than, than the other students. But for my masters, I did my thesis on that program. And it was... Wow. Yeah, it was fantastic. I did a little video for... Because I wanted other teachers to see that you can work with students with... Mm. Not necessarily in a, a school like that, but even kids that have learning difficulties in you know, a, a normal school, for want of a better word. Um, and how you can go about doing that and what drama does for those mm-hmm. kids. You know, how, how much it does for them. So I called it a little, with a little help from my friends. Yeah. Songs, so. But look, yeah, it was those sort of things, those sort of programs. Again, it was about what he's saying about his students who were art students and so on and sometimes how wonderful I thought they were. Well, they came down to earth but in a really good way. Mm-hmm. And there was one girl I remember who, the, 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 the student she was working with, was really troubled and did Chinese burns on her and all this sort of stuff. Just because she didn't know any other way, this, this young 
you know, year 11 girl became a, a primary school teacher. Wow. So it didn't put her off, it actually reinforced to a degree, even though there was some difficulties she faced, but she learned so much. And that was the, the aspect, it just, and, and me as a, an, an adult, I, I just learned so much from Charles, you know, about people, about mm. um, getting out there and really putting yourself on the line and taking those risks that, you know, were not ridiculous, you're not going to jump off you know, a bridge or anything like that. It was just that aspect of push the boundaries. You know? And I mean, when I first started, here's this guy at high, high, long hair, big bushy <laughs> beard, uh, scarf, Shorts, shorts and clogs, <laughs> clogs. I thought, my God. And so for me, that was, you know, because I said I'm, I was pretty traditional. But you, know, you, you look beyond that, well, you had to, because it wasn't great. Right, right? I mean, it, wasn't a, it wasn't a real good look. Not a lot of Charles, but I didn't do that. But, and I, I, uh, it was funny because I spoke with him two days before he went to America before he passed away, and we had our usual crazy fun. I mean, so he had a great sense of humour. Um, and uh, all he wanted to do, he said, well, my grandson and you know, son and daughter-in-law are living in America. If I can see them four or five times a year, I don't care how much money we've got. And Mish was the same. She's gone, Mish is just a, oh. a gem because no one else could live with Charles. <laughs> <laughs> she shared him yeah, with the world. Yeah, absolutely, because he was so impassioned outside of school too with all the theatre he did in the Jewish community mm. particularly, but he would help so many people and... Um, Always had time. Mm, Always had time. Yeah. Found time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, and that was the thing I think about it. But yeah, we did. Um, one, with the year twelve production one year, we worked together on white paper flowers, which mm. was at Piano and Square, mm-hmm. and uh, we got the you know, oh, five metre polystyrene. Oh. From yeah. from Perth, yeah. we yeah we had this yeah, idea of we need a big st- you know polystyrene statue. Yeah, yeah okay, that's fine. Let's get it from yeah. yeah, yeah you know, the statue that the, uh, the, the the students pulled down after the the tanks and oh, all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that was okay that was for amazing. us to do yeah, to yeah. for us to organise. And I remember hold, I was holding the rope up in the bio box for when you know, the students knock it down, because how are we going to do that? So the rope in the dark sort of pulled it up, <laughs> the bottom bit fell down, and I'd lower the other bit down. <laughs> <laughs> and was just, you know, the stuff we did in a, word, in a really ordinary physical environment. Yeah. You know, the, yeah. the productions we did. Yeah. You know, Damien Walsh was my lead, Nando in Human Cannon, which is about the Spanish Civil War, and, uh, and um, then uh, uh, Canticle for Leibowitz, and I bought in five litres um, no, sand, sand. sand, wash sand. So, I remember, and that was because that was my year as of uh, at, um, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, was, and that was the thing of you know um, <laughs> saying to Charles, do, do in this little space with timber walls. Yeah, that was so adventurous. But and the thing that you know, which was rem- like, rem- I was reminded this when Charles passed away too, that of. Don't ask for permission, ask for forgiveness. <laughs> and, and, but I use that every day when yeah. I work. Mm. So I still, and it, it, without even thinking of that phrase, mm. it's just in me from that training and from yeah. that friendship that I had for 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that, that it's just about just go for it mm. and it's okay. Because nine times out of ten, maybe ten out of ten, those things that we're talking about aren't stupid things, but they're really positive. But if you confront or ask someone first about it, you tend, you know, in all levels. And as an administrator too, I sort of found that at times as a prim, you know, that, yeah. oh, yeah, you do a block. But when you think about it, so you sort of in some ways don't give them time to think too much because they see the responses. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's great. Yeah. That's, what a good idea, you know. Yeah. 
So yeah. I yeah, sorry. I was just gonna say it's that, and it's that generation of ideas that Charles was always on about. You have an input, you tell us what you think, we're the directors, but you know, you've got just as much say. So you're the one in the position, you're what's it like out there and so on. So mm, he, mm. He, gee. Empowering. Yeah. Em, em, yeah. yeah. That's that's the key, isn't it? Because you know, there was one beautiful story about the Greece production with the um, the, the they needed a car. Yeah, they got a Greece light, yeah, yeah. and he just said, you know, wouldn't it be great if if we could mm. get a car on stage? And somehow, miraculously, these kids got made a car. It yep. And you know, when we were put, because I was involved in that production, I was there okay. then. And then when to bring the car in, you know what a traditional school hall is like. You got two double doors, uh, uh, usually a cafe thing, or and the two double doors there. So Double doors open. We had to turn the car on its side to get it in, <laughs> and then to put the lights in it that you flicked on. So we had the principal's office up high. Underneath was sort of just really black sheets, you know, um, theatre curtains, and it was dark. And then, you know, to, to go to darkness, and then all of a sudden, this car comes out with these lights on. <laughs> One of the most amazing, yeah, sets. That was a fantastic production. You touched on something before where you talked about Group 2 subjects and, yeah. and many people watching these mm. interviews won't know about the VCE yeah. uh, cats and yeah, yeah. versus sacks. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so could you talk about a little bit about the, your experience of, mm. uh, of mm. uh, Year 12 mm, VCE and, mm. and your knowledge okay. of how it's changed and, and mm. certainly from your experience of working yeah. with the systems yeah. and the different mm. systems, how drama education has evolved mm. over over that time. Mm. Well I guess my thing is I don't I have no idea of what it is now. <laughs> so do you you'll be way better at this Russ than explaining the difference. But for maybe oh, yeah. just from your just experience from of, of what what you actually did in yeah. um, year. Year twelve years. <laughs> um, no <laughs> um, look that year was just a, a, a huge um, exploration yeah. year for me. Yeah. And and really in terms of the crux of, of doing the study, it wasn't even about that for me. It was just about coming in as a person and going, okay, this is actually what I want to do. So I don't even remember. I don't remember um, what it was like. I don't yeah. remember that. No, I don't remember it. I remember the shows that we did and I remember the travel we did and, and the fun that we had. I don't remember it being a study. Wow. At all. Wow. Um, which is probably not a good thing. No, that's a great no. thing. I don't remember that's the study all. Thing. I have no recollection of what it was. So much yeah. about yeah. you know students today, yeah. um, and, and and maybe yeah. Josh, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but that yeah. whole notion of they're focused on the ATAR and the TER mm. and mm. and not on the journey, mm. and no, that's no what Charles that. was all about. Yeah. Was that this is about the experience yeah. rather yeah, than an end goal. And while that might sound like the antithesis, of what I'm saying about moving from a group two to a group one subject, it. it wasn't that more to do with recognition as this was a really genuine serious field of study yeah you know because you were looking at different um you know uh writers and directors and so forth for different playwrights and breadth and uh, you know the, the in depth nature and, and whether Stanislavski and all those sorts of mm. you know, people that were mm. really significant but it was that aspect of saying well where we have students here who really want to be involved in this this process and, and what drama at, at year 12 is actually about 
but they're pressured either by parents, you know, I'm not saying it's the wrong thing, or, or, or educators too, or the year 12 coordinator, oh, don't do it, you won't get anything for that, you know, and so on, where at least when it was, you know, equal to all the others, yes, you got a score, but... Careers, guidance, counsellors. Yeah, yeah, and exactly. And you understand where they're yeah. sort of coming from, but in a sense, but um, it's more about how you're going to perform across the whole board, across all your subjects too. And the, the drama, yes, it was a different sort of commitment because you did have performance, you had group performance, now moving into solo and, and I think that's where the significant changes are and I think just the nature of what the challenges are for those assessment tasks um, um, written as well but certainly in the performance aspect it really improved significantly and uh, you know, Charles is an assessor for many years too he, he, will, he, he would see that as well and so you had the group opportunity because that's just as important it's how you, as you all know, uh, respond in anything, but also how you would, would work uh, as an individual too. So I think that process is really um, going on. We do have to wrap it up. Yeah. Oh my gosh, this could go on for hours. We're going to start yeah, it. that was 1984. <laughs> <laughs> a little snippet. But, yeah. but we do, yeah. we'd, we would love to thank you both so much mm. for coming. Alicia and oh, Russell. It's a huge honour. Yes, it is. It's a good honour. And, yeah. and uh, a wonderful opportunity mm. to, to recap the, the most amazing, mm. wonderful educator yeah. and, and mentor. Yeah, um, absolutely. And, yeah. and uh, one yeah. more cheers and yeah. toast Touch to the great man. So many people. Cheers. cheers. Yeah. Yeah. Like to Charlie. Yeah. Even though he begs for comedy. <laughs> <laughs> and last of all, a very special new award. And I'll let Lindy Clark give us some context. Those who meet Charles for the first time are usually breathless. I remember meeting Charles at Rosden in the 70s and being inspired. And he was still a student. He was still in my year at college and he directed this play called Little Murders, which was a black comedy. It was dark. It was chaotic. And his energy just engulfed the space and engulfed everybody he ever worked with. If you knew Charles, you'd understand what a great loss he is. And for some of you who have never met him or even heard his name mentioned, somewhere, somewhere in this room, someone that has inspired you may well have been inspired by him. The Charles Slukey, and I'm getting emotional, the Charles Slukey Memorial Award was set up to keep his legacy alive. What did Charles stand for? Energy, inspiration, commitment to theatre, commitment to young people, opportunities for everybody. And so we have decided to make a regional award to touch the members who cannot directly get to these conferences, who may not be able to get to jumpstart, who may not be able to do professional development. And we had an extraordinary list of people nominated for this award this year. And we chose Greg Hartwig, who works in Wodonga, who does extraordinary work with kids, with kids with disabilities, with kids with autism, with kids that have differences, and we all know 
that that theatre classroom can be a space that make a difference for those kids. This is Charles's legacy. This is Charles' memorial. And I believe Ali is collecting the award on behalf of Greg. Thank you. Well, that's all from us at The Aside. There are 49 other Mama interviews you might like to listen to, so please do feel free to go and find those and have a listen. Thank you to all the people involved in conducting the Mama interviews. The list is extensive. Happy 50th birthday to Drama Victoria, and thank you to the 50 legends for giving us their time. If you would like to ask the aside a question or you have a suggestion for a future episode, please do not hesitate to contact us at asidepodcast at outlook.com. Thank you to Eltham College for letting us record here. Thank you to Drama Victoria for their ongoing support. And of course, thank you for listening.